Trust is really important for me. Most of our marketing is all about building trust with people because if people don't trust you and they join your program, they will question everything, they'll doubt everything, they're difficult to work with, and it's very difficult to get that person's success. So, But um, Alex, yeah, I, I've sort of seen your staff. I see how you sort of teach people how to start their own consulting business. How long have you been doing that? Um, so we started that last March, so getting on for two and a half years now. Uh, so in 2020, that is. So wow. yeah, March 2020. And what were you doing prior? So I had another coaching business before that helping photographers, but the uh, the pandemic um, really killed that business dead because photographers were really hard hit by the pandemic. And um, yeah, the lead flow just died overnight and I had to pivot very quickly. So we, we put together So What You Know in the space of just a week um and had a amazing first month and it's been fantastic ever since and did it did you instantly go straight to cold traffic facebook ads when you did that initial launch or how did you do youtube that? ads yeah youtube ads wow and were you using youtube ads for your photography consulting or was this first time oh no i've been a marketer for a long long time so since 2006 i started digital marketing so yeah we we ran a combination actually it was a bit of facebook in the early days um thinking about it we did have a a month or two on facebook in the beginning so yeah we ran quite a lot of traffic to really get it going very quickly how long were you doing the photography consulting prior Mm, probably about three years three and a half years before that oh wow and then you said you've been doing marketing since 2006. Tell me about that. Has it always been sort of doing sort of coaching info products or what was your marketing journey like? Yeah, so I've always been very technical. So um, my first career, I used to develop computer games. So I did that for 10 years. Um, then I quite randomly, I suppose, became a pub manager. I'd always fancied being a pub manager. So when I got bored of making computer games, I went and uh, ran pubs for Weatherspoons here in the UK, which is, if you're in the UK, is a well-known brand. Um, did that for a, a few years. That was pretty interesting. Um, one of the biggest pubs in Europe. It was, uh, yeah, a real mega pub, as they call it. And you learn a lot about yourself and humanity doing a job like that. Um, and then I uh, had been a photographer as a hobby for uh, all the way through that, really, through my computer game career. And I decided to have a go at being a professional photographer. And this was yeah around uh, 2006. And this is when Facebook was just really starting to you know, really get on its feet when it was really starting to go mainstream. And I built my photography business using Facebook, which at the time was not really a platform that most people were using, but because of the nature of Facebook and uh, photography and images, I was able to build and grow that business very, very quickly into the biggest photography business in my city at the time in just 18 months. So I I got a real taste for digital marketing um, quite early on in the uh, the overall journey. And yeah, I did that for a few years and that then led into me working in the zoo uh, industry. So working in zoos, um, conservation, 
and I carried on doing marketing, using digital marketing throughout that time. Um, I used to speak at events because we, again, like zoos weren't really using digital marketing at that time. And I was, you know, getting some really good results, selling a lot of tickets, that kind of thing. And um, I remember I was at a, I spoke at the World Zoo Association marketing conference uh, about social media marketing and the uh, one of the directors of one of the biggest zoos in the UK came up to me and said, oh, Alex, love you talk about social media, but you know, you can't really make any money doing that, surely. I mean, it's good for awareness, but you can't really make any money. And you think how crazy that sounds as a statement now. Um, and I realized at that time that um, if even one of the biggest zoos didn't know how to do this and weren't doing it very well, then probably most zoos didn't know. So that's when I decided to transition from the zoo I was working at to building an agency to help as many zoos, aquariums, theme parks, um, as possible. So I built an agency helping the leisure industry with their marketing, digital marketing. Um, and yeah, did that for a few years, um, which eventually led to me uh, moving into the make money online space. Uh, I started with uh, affiliate marketing. So using my marketing skills to um, to sell affiliate products, which went really well very quickly, which is great. And that naturally led into me wanting to create my own products. So I was selling coaching products and affiliate. And then the natural next step was to create my own coaching products to launch to the market. And yeah, again, that went really well. And it was only the pandemic that really uh, changed that. <clears throat> but then, yeah, back March 2020, uh, everything changed in the world, as we know. And... At that time, it, uh, you know, there was a real panic. Lots of people worried about their job prospects, their futures. Um, and I'd been thinking about setting up Sell What You Know for a few months before that because I'd been helping friends and family and people like that to set up their own coaching businesses. And so it was a natural step for me. It was just kind of accelerated the process of setting that up. And I, I just kind of felt a duty of care to try and help people to create another income stream for themselves when their jobs are being lost and everyone was really worrying about what was happening in the world. Um, and I really wanted to build something that was um, very focused on client success because I'd invested in lots of programs, you know, for years up, uh, at that point. And uh, I was always very shocked at how bad the industry was, how badly you'd be treated by certain offers and no one really was anywhere near as focused on your success as I felt they should be it was very much the way his information it's up to you now um you go and make something of it which I do agree with to a point don't get me wrong I don't believe in molly coddling people but it certainly felt like there wasn't enough emphasis there wasn't enough help and support um, and really giving people what they need to succeed, which I think is much more than just teaching people how to build a funnel. It's about building people up to become successful. So I think that's what's quite different about what we do at Sell What You Know is that we, yeah, we teach you the methods. We show you how to build a really well-optimized funnel and great ads and a great offer and great sales process and all that stuff. But 
that's only half of what we do. The other half is building people's confidence on camera, um, helping them to understand how all of this stuff fits together and really developing people as new entrepreneurs so that they can actually succeed with what they've built rather than um, not really push hard with it and make it work. That's super cool. It's cool how you've been able to sort of always catch the trends sort of early and sort of pivot. Like you saw the, you did the agency with the zoos, then you jumped into affiliate marketing, then you went into consulting and you had a photography sort of course and you had like a consulting sort of what you do now. So you've always been ahead of, of the curve. Um, what's your current thoughts on the half-life of this sort of make money online space? Is it sort of getting exhausted? Are people sick of seeing these ads? Do you think we still have a few more years? What's your thoughts on the space overall? I, I think we've got a lot longer than just a few years. I think it's um, only just beginning in many ways, but now it's starting to mature. And now um, the cowboys are being swept out and the people that really do a good job for their clients are succeeding. Everything is so dependent on reviews, online reviews, um, reputation, testimonials, that kind of thing. That, um, yeah, you, it's the companies that genuinely do a good job for their clients that will still do very well for a long time. And the ones that don't treat their clients very well um, will fail. So we're, you know, the market's wising up to people just putting a choice selection of testimonials on their websites and now doing their research and hunting around the internet, looking at websites like Trustpilot, for example, where you can't really um, control that. You can't control that at all, in fact. So that's just the brutal truth. And Trustpilot, you have to prove your purchase. So you know that every review on Trustpilot of a company is a genuine one and it's right there for everyone to see. So I think the the market will shift more to that where the buyers will be a bit more savvy and won't just take testimonials on a website of face value, good as they may be, they will also check review sites and do a bit more uh, due diligence to make sure that the people they're working with are um, are worth investing in. And also, like I say, the, the companies that actually um, give it all and make sure their clients succeed because we actually guarantee success which i don't think many people do we guarantee a return on investment in our program and we also guarantee we'll keep working with you until you're making 10k however long that takes so i'm not aware of anyone who sticks their flag in the sand and makes uh, that kind of commitment to their client success most people are just kind of you know yeah you've got 10 weeks in the program better make the most of it kind of thing um, now, obviously, there are conditions to that. We have to make sure that people are taking action and following our advice. But as long as they do that, then if you work with us, I guarantee it will work. I guarantee you'll get that success, come hell or high water. That's super cool. And what's your best advice on how consultants can succeed in a mature market? Like we see CPMs are getting more expensive. Facebook ads keeps banning your ad accounts. Um, shop rates are decreasing, people are skipping VSLs and skipping webinars and they're not watching 
the pre sort of core videos. Um, close rates are decreasing because people want to go around and, and, and shop around um, and, that, and they don't easily fall for the one call close. What's your advice for people feeling this? Yeah, again, I think the market's matured and people aren't um, gullible anymore. So you can't um, get away anymore with providing weak content or poor quality ads or low value, uh, low ticket products or anything like that. You really do have to, excuse me, massively over deliver for every single person that comes through your door. So if you're um, say running a, a webinar funnel, then you really need to make sure that there is actually some good stuff in that webinar that is really worth their time and also don't make it so long, you know, not people aren't up for watching two hour webinars anymore. Just give them the goods in 20 minutes, 25 minutes, something like that. So that it's a good use of the time. You're respecting their time and also making them very authentic and genuine not trying to fake it till you make it, just be really upfront, honest and authentic and give people a lot of value. I think um, low ticket funnels, so transitioning over to uh, funnels that deliver results on the same day to cover that ad spend, makes a huge difference in reducing those increasing costs um, and enables you to scale much more quickly. But again, you've got to really um, over deliver with those low ticket products. They can't just be rubbish products. It's got to be something really, really good and give them a lot of it for a very small amount and people will really still get excited about that. Certainly at least that's what we've seen. With all the different funnels from VSLs to automated webinars to giving away a low ticket item or even a free PDF or free ebook, um, what do you recommend to people who are just getting started? What would sort of probably work the best in the current space and how do you get the audience to actually consume that that's the difficult part yeah so it all starts with the advert so the advert really has to provide value and really engage people and uh, we certainly push our students to create adverts that are uh, quite a high standard that really do connect with people that aren't waffling, that uh, look good, sound good, well lit, um, come across an authentic way, um, fun, interesting, that kind of thing. Um, testing lots of different hooks to find a message that resonates with the market that they're working towards. And I think um, we spend a lot of time with our clients optimizing their campaigns. So helping people to figure out like where the really good audiences are and connecting those dots up, which doesn't just happen overnight. So I think that's where 99% oh, of people will just get put off is that they will run an ad for a week, not get any traction and quit. And I always say to my students, this is probably going to be a month before we get everything really dialed in and optimized and working well. And we need to strap in for that and, understand it's a bit like panning for gold we start with a massive bowl of mud and there's a tiny little nugget in there somewhere and we've got to keep panning and keep going until we find it so there's a lot of factors in there the advert itself the targeting the campaign setup uh, everything um, landing page headlines um, so really having a, 
a very strong work ethic to work through all those challenges and really dial everything in to the nth degree um, so that we do have something that is profitable and does work and does generate clients um, rather than something that is some you know where people are banging their head against the wall but that process works really well you know we've got loads and loads of beginners who never run ads before in their life and never built a funnel before in their life and it's still very quick and in many cases quite easy to go and get high ticket clients very very quickly using that process um we're doing that every day so it does still work but there is you know a, a bigger game to play it is a a tough market and you do need to get your head in the game and understand that it won't just happen instantly that you need to spend probably a month before you're really cooking on gas um so yeah i'd say that's uh, really important for people to understand and it, that carries on all the way through the journey that you take people through and once people crack the marketing the next thing they're going to have to crack is the sales part correct mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, again just being really upfront and authentic and never selling people we like the biggest trouble you can get in at sell what you know my team is like selling someone because that just causes us problems further down the line that person is full of buyer remorse or regret or they just don't feel that they've made the right decision so we just never do that we we always make sure that the people we're working with are really keen and excited to join the program and we've helped them to make the right decision for them that's all we ever should do with sales is just to help people to make the right choices so that they choose what's a good fit, a good place for them to be. So that the trust is, is always there. The trust is really important for me. Um, most of our uh, marketing is all about building trust with people because if people don't trust you when they join your program, they will question everything. They'll doubt everything. They're difficult to work with. And it's very difficult to get that person's success. So if you break that trust in the sales process, you just create a problem for yourself that just isn't worth having. What's your thoughts like? How much percent of your clients do you think join through like a one call close versus follow up? Are the, the days of one call closes over? Is it all about the follow up game now? What's your thoughts on this balance? It's a, a real mixture. So it very much depends on that person's journey up to that point. Um, I think normally a one call close is happening just because um, perhaps someone's been following us a bit longer or they've, you know, they've seen some stuff or they're just super excited about what we do or they just really like us. Um, and yeah, we, we still get one call closes. We have plenty of people join our program who have just seen our advert that morning and, you know, joining in, jumping into the, the program. Um, and yeah, a lot of those work out really well. Uh, I'd say most people nowadays are, you know, two calls, uh, sometimes three. It, I think as well, the price of your program will affect that. So our program is is uh, quite a substantial investment. And so that is normally a substantial um, decision for people to make. Um, so I think there's a, a big factor there. So I, if we were to go back to, you know, just charging like a thousand bucks or something for a program, then I think we'd one call close every day, no problem 
for most people. But as you increase your price and it becomes a more serious commitment, then naturally people need to check with their partners and they have to really think about it if it's a direction they want to go in. And that's that's fine. That's normal. What's your advice for getting people to show up for that second call, that third call and not get that commitment and have them just ghost and not shop on that second call? Um, well, I think if you do a good job of helping people to really understand um, the difference you can make to them and getting real with what happens if they take no action and uh, getting them really connected with what they really want out of life, then uh, people will always tend to show up for that second call. Um, we don't really have too much of an issue with that anymore. I know, you know, we've certainly had phases where that was the case where perhaps our messaging wasn't very strong or the, the offer wasn't that great. But I think since, you know, we've now built up a really good reputation, lots of really good reviews and, and everything like that, then people are really, um, for the most part, the only reason people don't really work with us is just simply they cannot afford it. Um, we run workshops every week now and uh, everyone who does those workshops wants to join the program and it's really just everyone who can afford to does, which is really great to see. So I think that, you know, it's hard for us to um, to get around uh, that problem, but we do try our best to help people with, you know, raising the finance and um, finding a way to join the program because I always believe if there's a will, there's a way, and we guarantee that investment. We guarantee we'll you'll at least make that back. So um, I take all the risk for you. So if you can just find a way in your life to to raise that to show that commitment to the program, then will help make sure you get all the way and, and get that investment back and then some many times over. Tell me about those weekly workshops that you do. Yeah, so we we do a workshop, um, starts on a Thursday and it's Thursday, Friday and then Monday, Tuesday. And it's an offer building workshop. So um, we found that one of the biggest reasons um, previously that people wouldn't join the program is they just weren't sure about what they could offer as an online coach. And so I know that's really just a process to get people to discover the hidden superpower based on all their knowledge and experience um, and to structure that offer. And we take people through that first part of the process um, in a bit more of a cut down way than we do in the full-blown mentorship program, but still really good. And we give them feedback on their offer and we help them to really tune it and refine it. And by the end of that workshop, people are having their hands of an offer worth, we aim for at least £3,000. So they could sell that straight away. And many people do. They just sell it. In some cases, the same day they've, they've sold their offer. So it's a really high value um, workshop where people really do come out of it with a, a great high ticket offer that they can sell straight away. And then naturally the next step is to join the mentorship program to continue the journey or some people take that offer and, and carry on on their own and that's fine too so um yeah it works really well and it's a great way for us to get to know the clients those people you know when they join the mentorship program they're all rock stars they really fly into things and really uh do really well um and also it's just great for trust building they get to know us they can build that 
relationship with us and know that we are who we say you are and, and genuine. So I think that model and that kind of direction is also, I think, where the industry is going to go, um, where you do have to do a bit more work up front to build that trust with people and show that really high level of value so that it really is a no-brainer for people to want to keep working with you. Um, so, yeah, that's going to certainly uh, divide the market a bit because that's a bit more of a commitment on our side and um, is a bit more difficult to, um, you know, to fulfill successfully. Interesting. And how do you set up these workshops? Are they live every Thursday to Friday is like two hours a day and are you running a lot of cold traffic ads getting people to sign up for the workshop um, tell me about that yep so we um, they're normally quite short sessions so 30 minutes on Thursday and Friday and then um, a bit longer an hour on Monday and Tuesday and we run them at alternate times so it's either 12 p.m. UK time or 7 p.m which tends to suit people all over and with jobs and things like that. And yeah, it, it works really well. We do it live. I do it myself and I'm teaching them firsthand how to um, put an offer together. And we have some worksheets. I have some of my team give them feedback on those worksheets over the weekend. They've got a couple of days to, uh, to work on it. We have some prizes to win if they, um, you know, they do the work and, do a good job and make an effort um and yeah it works really really well as a process i really like it that's amazing and what are like the ratios like let's say you run a bunch of ads you're getting leads at say five to ten dollars you get a thousand people sign up how many people would shop live on day one um it's quite a, a high amount i'd say probably getting about a 30% show up rate live, something like that. Yeah. So we, yeah, we are, our CPA is, um, I think it's about anywhere between 60 and a hundred pounds. And then our AOV from the funnel is, is pretty similar. So it, it varies a lot day to day, but we're either, you know, recouping the ad spend or maybe a bit less. And uh, yeah, we're, getting anywhere between 20 and 40 people a day signing up for the workshop and then yeah each week so you do the maths it's anywhere between 140 and 300 signing up each week and we're maybe getting uh 60 70 show up live and then another sort of 40 or so watch the replay that kind of thing that's so it's pretty good numbers yeah that's so freaking amazing. And what's your thoughts on the whole, I think the current popular model is like VSL to sales call and have like a sales team. Does this model still require a sales team? Do you th- What's your thoughts on that? The current model, is it getting exhausted? Do people no longer want to talk to salespeople and want to do a live workshop directly with the founder? Um, what's your experience? Oh, so again, we really go all in over delivering on the value. So we still have a, an advisor team. And when they buy their uh, workshop ticket, they get their own coach assigned to them. And their coach will help to make sure they're all set up. They know what they need to do. Um, 
they will be the ones giving them feedback on their offer and just really helping them through that journey. Um, and then if they are interested in joining the mentorship program, helping them to just join or figure out how to join, figure out how to raise the money um, or help them with the payment plan, maybe in some cases, things like that. So it's, again, it's just very value-led um, journey and the, the advisors are never pitching or hard selling people. They're just, um, again, just helping them, giving them as much value as possible to just create a good impression um, in us. What's your advice on growing like the best advisor team? Like I know a lot of people in the space hire a lot of commission only salespeople. I've seen people like say Grant Cardone or Sam, I hire full time salespeople, which isn't as common. Um, what's your advice on building the best sales team? It's time. Um, it's, you know, salespeople are like sharks. They, they need to be fed all the time. So you need to have a really good quality lead flow in place um, and a really great offer that they can sell consistently and make a good um, return. So that's the main thing they care about. You could, you know, go on about how you've got to do X, Y, and Z, but really at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like if you've got a good offer, good lead flow, keeps them happy, keeps them busy, and yeah, it works well. And because with us, because the workshop does a lot of the heavy lifting and gets people over the line and makes them want to join, um, it's. Uh, I think for my team, it's it works really well because they're not wasting a lot of time on people that are just time wasters and things like that. Every single person they speak to has already made a purchase with us, is already clearly quite serious. And the workshop does a really good job of building that rapport and trust and confidence in what they have to offer. Um, and they just have to make sure they, you know, nurture those, those people through that journey. And everyone wins in that situation. The, the clients get loads of help and support and uh, it's a nice journey for them. And the advisors win because we've got a great product and a, a great process for um, bringing people into the program. And what's your thoughts on commission-only salespeople versus hiring someone full-time with a base rate plus a bit of commission? So I've done a bit of both. We're 100% commission only these days. We've have had um, setters on um, like payroll and things like that. And I prefer the commission only because it's, um, you know, just removes any doubt in your head about how much effort they're putting in and, and that kind of thing. You really do want to link their performance to your own income. Um, but when you're doing commission only, you really do have to have a good consistent lead flow because otherwise they will just vanish very quickly. <laughs> uh, certainly had times when that's been the case and, you know, you lose some good people, but you have to then, you know, go back and find more when the lead flow picks back up and that kind of thing. My team's really good. They understand the ebbs and flows of, um, what we do they know that when you know every business has uh dry spells and in quieter times um we've been through one recently as we've repositioned to this new workshop 
process and everything like that but they trust me they believe in me they know that what we're doing is um really really good so yeah they <clears throat> they have the patience to stick with it what's your advice like how do you always stay on top of things like how are you constantly what's your advice on constantly coming up with new innovative funnels processes because everything sort of has a half-life everything everyone else copies in the space and all of a sudden you're no longer profitable if they do something new and the new thing may or may not work um, and then you're like man it's back to the drawing board how do you keep up with that and, and stay motivated what's your advice there um well you should always be innovating we're never standing still we're always testing new things all the time um we never stop we're always you know it's just an evolutionary process for us so i think you should always be doing that there's always an improvement to be made sometimes that can send you backwards sometimes you know you try something and think actually that was worse um and yeah i think if you're always doing that then you're always going to be succeeding. I don't tend to worry about what everyone else is doing in the market very much um, because what they're doing may not necessarily help or affect you um, to a great extent. But um, but with all that said, certainly we are paying attention. Um, if there's big things, so friends you know, might say to me, hey, have you tried this? We should do this and I'll explore it. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know, like always be testing, always be innovating, always be moving forwards, always get lots of input, always be um, listening to your team, uh, listening to your clients, um, paying attention when things drop off a cliff, don't sort of keep beating something that's not working anymore. Um, always have options. Don't just have all your eggs in one basket, be running a few different things at the same time if you can um push hard with organic as well as paid make sure you're running on multiple platforms not just one um and that tends to build quite a solid safe foundation yeah i was just gonna ask like how do you stay calm when things stop working because when a funnel stops working leads don't come in now your sales people are worried and, and you want to keep them sort of encourage so now you're trying to you might start beating this dead horse but it's not working now you have to build something new how do you stay calm amidst all that well it's it's always just it, it's never kind of like a all or nothing one day it's working next day nothing's working you shouldn't be in that situation really so it's more a case of um making sure that you're, uh, like I said before, covering lots of different bases, moving forwards on uh, different things at the same time. Normally, if something significant breaks a lot of what's happening, you should know what happened and should know what to do to move back to what was working um, or already have other things uh, on the up and up, new campaigns, new funnels, new uh, platforms, new ads, uh, that kind of thing. Um, certainly one of the biggest things to keep on top of is ad fatigue. So if we're seeing drop-offs, it's normally because of that, because people are just so fed up of one advert they keep seeing over and over and over again. Um, or perhaps a significant event triggers things, you know, like 
Black Friday can have a big impact that can dent things. I think it's important to be consistent with all the the more mundane things like emailing your list every day and uh, doing organic posts and uh, all that kind of stuff to keep things moving forward. How often are you guys testing new creatives? Like, are you guys testing new creatives every single day and finding like a pretty, like a winning creative, maybe one in every 50? Is that sort of how the process works? Um, Depends really. So I tend to go in phases. Uh, our main platform's YouTube. So I'll go in phases every month or two of blitzing lots of different ads and testing new things to try and improve that. Um, TikTok, you have to be testing lots more creative. So I guess, you know, almost daily we are creating new stuff for that platform, new ads, new um, organic posts to uh, see what gets traction. Um, so that I think as well is going to change the game for a lot of people. That level of content creation for TikTok is going to be a big divider, I think. Interesting. With all your experience and how you've always been ahead of the curve, Alex, where do you think the marketing gap is now? Is it like TikTok ads? Is it YouTube ads? Where's the gap at the moment? Um, certainly TikTok ads is very up and coming. Um, the costs there are much lower than a lot of the other platforms. Um, much tougher with compliance though. So they are very allergic to the make money online space and they're, uh, it's a bit like Facebook used to be. Do you remember when like you couldn't put an ad on Facebook without getting shut down or anything like that? I think Facebook's calmed down a lot um, more recently and you can certainly do a lot more. You can even have text on your ads and all sorts of stuff these days. Um, and they've been unblocking a lot of shut down accounts and and it's a lot more forgiving whereas tiktok is like facebook was five six years ago where it's just brutal and ruthless and they will just close you down and you know that kind of thing um so you have to be really 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 careful there so make sure you do your homework and really get your head around their compliance before you even launch anything on tiktok because you can really come a cropper there beautiful any final tips for people, I guess, they're, they have something they want to sell, they, 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 they've been trying to sort of crack cold traffic. I think that's the thing most people are struggling with. What's your biggest advice on people trying to figure out cold traffic? They've, they have a YouTube channel, that they create content, they get clients organically, it's not consistent at all, and they want to crack cold traffic. What's your biggest advice there, Alex? Um, I'd say get help, get some help from someone who really knows what they're doing with cold traffic. If you're new to it, don't try and do that on your own because it's super expensive. You can lose so much money. There's so many things you need to be aware of and you need to, there's a lot to learn. You need someone to learn about how numbers balance together, what a good click-through rate is, uh, you know, good cost for lead, how to get those, how to optimize for those, how to run different campaigns to test things. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd always say don't do that on your own. Get some expert help. Um, with my clients, I make sure, I insist that they check in with me at least once a week when they're running ads for quite a long time because otherwise things can run away and 
their league costs can all of a sudden rocket up and and that kind of thing and always teaching them like right you should have switched that off because can you see why this is increased and this is now costing um a lot and it's absorbing all your budget and why we're not getting any results again and <clears throat> so there's a lot to wrap your head around and um and that's yeah in addition to like what i was saying earlier about having really good ads to go out on cold traffic with um really aiming for that high standard with your ad that really does um do a good job of building that trust and rapport with people and understanding that you need to strap in for long term it's not going to happen overnight at least a month and you're going to need to do a lot of work with new creatives and testing lots of different things before you find that really good spot where it's working well that's amazing alex where can people find more about your program sell what you know and follow you on your journey and sort of hear more from you where's the best place for people to reach out well i'd say come and join us on one of the workshops so if that sounds good it's only six pounds to do that it's a really good deal you get six of our best courses workshop ticket your own coach um feedback um live training with me and i make it fun which is important and uh if you're interested in doing that you can go to swyk.uk forward slash four number four day and um sign up there beautiful thank you so much for your time today alex i just love just you're super technical you're able to sort of strike down all the different technical questions i had and we bounced from talking about funnels to sales people building a team and you're able to answer all the questions so i definitely see the wealth of knowledge and experience you have you've definitely been in the marketing space for the last you know nearly 20 years um, and i really appreciate your time today oh you're very welcome thanks for having me on really appreciate it thank you so much guys so this is another episode of the podcast if you guys made it this far thank you so much for listening And we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Peace.